Hi, I am Kamalini Roy, a growth acceleration coach for entrepreneurs. I am on a mission to help thousands of entrepreneurs achieve their most ambitious goal, create massive wealth, but more importantly, live a life of fulfillment. Welcome to my successful entrepreneurs podcast. This podcast will bring to you many simple success stories, success tips from successful entrepreneurs, and here we will discuss ways to become successful, which you as an entrepreneur and as a leader can implement quite easily. And if this is what you would like to hear to make your business profitable through simple ways, then go ahead and subscribe to this podcast so that you can stay tuned in for all the success talks given by successful entrepreneurs and please do remember to bring your journal and pen to take down notes i promise you there will be lots and lots of notes to take so here we go let's start hi anitya i'm so excited to have you on my podcast chat you know anitya this is the first time i have a sports person who is also a businessman on my podcast and i know you're going to bring in a completely different view which all my listeners are going to enjoy so much thank you very much for accepting my invite thank you so much kamalini it's uh, it's a pleasure to be here and thank you for having me on your show let me introduce you anitya you've got such high credentials as a sports person and you know being an entrepreneur that adds a, a, a nice little twist so much to learn from you i'd like to introduce anitya first Anitya Chand is a leading Indian golf instructor and a trackman master professional. He's a national level golf player and has represented the country for 11 years with more than 15 years of coaching experience for all ages and abilities including some of India's leading professional golfers. Currently he is the head professional of the DLF Golf and Country Club and the director of the National Golf Academy of India. where he looks after the education and certification of all golf coaches of india a former number 1 amateur golfer he has won many tournaments and represented the country in various international events including the asian games and the nomura cup wow anitya it's such an honor for me that you are here today on my chat show well that that certainly makes me feel very old <laughs> all those things there <laughs> which i am i guess <laughs> Anitya really want to know about this journey of yours because you know you've been a sports person you were a national level golfer now you're a businessman i mean how did it happen from sports person to business person and you rocked as a sports person you're rocking as a businessman i know that because you're right here in front of our eyes i see the way dlf uh, golf academy has grown how much of respect and the kind of brand it has for itself share a little bit about your story um well yeah i think uh, you know sports was always my passion i i grew up in an army background my father was uh, in the army and uh, you know wherever we would get posted uh, uh, army cantonments have a lot of uh, sporting facilities available uh, you know for the families the officers and everybody and and as a young boy you know growing up i mean if there's sporting facilities available you just want to go play that's that's all you think about you know so if it's if there's wimbledon going on you'd go play tennis uh, you know if it's uh, india's playing some cricket matches you go play cricket with your friends and you know from badminton to swimming to soccer to everything you name it and you know you, you play and uh, i mean 
as a kid i just played a lot of sport not golf and uh, then i think at the age of uh, almost 14 and a half 15 is when uh, we were in delhi and uh, the accessibility to the golf course was there because my father used to play and i i tagged along with him and uh, you know went to uh, try my hand at the sport and uh, well you know coming from an athletic background i could i could pick up the sport quite easily uh, mind you there were no training facilities or coaches or uh, you know knowledge was uh, very limited at that time uh, you know and uh, but i managed to pick it up on my own and um, gradually became good at it and uh, soon within i think uh, a year year and a half of picking it up i was playing uh, competitive golf and you know like they say golf is addictive it's really really addictive and then that's all i wanted to do i mean <laughs> studies were uh, a secondary uh, priority after that and uh, you know you wanted to just be on the golf course play as much compete as much and then uh, you know one thing led to the other and you started playing on on the on the junior tour first and then on the amateur tour first and then you wanted to play for your country so all of those things happened um and then you know while while i was playing it was uh, uh you know i i met my current business partner and 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 my closest friend as well i met him on the golf course uh way back in 91 92 and he and i uh, he and i were competitors he was playing as well so we we traveled together we competed together and that's how our friendship grew and uh, you know this is around the time of uh, i think 2000 and 2003 4 and um, karan bindra my uh, business partner he he was working actually for the dlf uh, golf club and he was running the golf academy uh, at the dlf golf club in gurgaon and uh, it so happened that i got a call out of the blue from um, somebody else uh, who wanted me to consider the option of uh, coming and working with them and uh, running Uh, a particular uh, golf training facility and a particular golf course and uh, i just so happened to you know say okay fine i'll 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 meet the person and i'll think about what it is and maybe it's a it's a decent option or whatever and once i met them i decided to speak to karan my best friend at that time and <laughs> and i was decided because he was already into the uh, into this business into this line and i decided to take his advice and you know things went from one one thing to the other and we thought about you know to say that uh if i have to stop playing competitively and then if i have to make a decision to go into the uh, administrative side of things whether it's teaching coaching um, you know uh, the business side of of the sport uh, you know then why why don't we consider that the two of us could do this together and we could do this together as a as a team uh, you know rather than uh him doing it at one place and me doing it at a different place uh you know and then maybe maybe we could also be uh, you know rivals and competitors again but uh, it was uh, we considered that and you know like they always say that when you do work and when you do business with family or friends it it's it's always a sensitive thing you know and uh you know you'd rather you'd rather keep a friend uh than than lose a friend and and you know try and try and do uh well in business so it, it was that we were i mean i was probably a little bit more scared to say that i don't want to you know do uh get into a business relationship and and maybe have a risk of losing a friend uh because not only were we two of us very close but our families were very very close friends and also so we um we actually had a good family meeting and a reunion kind of a thing where we all sat down uh you know uh, across the table and we discussed uh you know 
what could go right and what could go wrong i mean both sides of uh, of the coin and um, uh, then i think it was unanimously decided that okay let's let's go into it and uh, you know hopefully uh, hopefully things will uh, things will turn out for the better and uh, well i have to say that the decision was made in 2004 and uh, god has been extremely kind and uh, it's been a good uh, it's been a good innings and hopefully it'll continue that way so that that was how i got into the sport and that's how uh, you know from a playing background and a playing career it it translated into um, into the business side of things and i think you know like you see in a lot of other activities a lot of sports specifically that you know if you have played a sport at a certain level uh, where you're obviously you know at a level where you've played for the country or you've been an international player your your knowledge of the domain is is highly respected and uh, you know you know uh, you know what it takes to uh, for kids to become very good if you have to train them because you've been through that process yourself and uh, you know uh, so you know that and you they can learn from your experience they can learn from what your knowledge in the in the sport is as well as you know um having traveled across the world and seen some of the best golfing facilities across the world you know the systems and procedures that they've put into place uh and you know in a sense uh, if you're if you're trying to work a golf business out you don't need to reinvent the wheel you, you simply need to take some good good points from already successful business ventures in in your field and then obviously adapt them to uh, to your environment which is which is india and uh, that's a reasonably good success formula and uh, you know um and and the rest of it is obviously um make it suit uh, your current environment your customer your clientele and 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 keep adapting you know so that's how the journey started in the game and that's how it went from a playing to a uh to a business and a and a uh, administrative side of the sport Anitya, you know, there's something you said which I hung on to, and this is probably going to be a question you're going to be asked for the first time in your life. You said that when you started playing golf, from the time when you started till the time you became a national player, you didn't have a coach, you didn't have a mentor, you did it on your own, right? So what I want to know is, as a youngster, and this is a message for you know all all the young adults out there or the teenagers who are there to. pick up a sport or pick up something that they want to do what qualities do you think you had anitya that made you ensure success even though you did not have professional guidance if you can reflect back on those days um you know i think uh, the thing was it was not that there were there were coaches were not there in india there were very few coaches i would say very few people uh, would have i don't think coaching was a viable career to be honest uh so very few people would have actually taken uh, you know the plunge to say okay um i come from this background and i would like to invest in myself to you know become uh, to train myself to gain the knowledge um, whatever it takes i'm going to become a coach as good as anything any uh, any coach uh, in the world um, not many people did that there were very few coaches and i do remember trying to train with with some of them i mean as as a, as a professional sportsman you go through ups and downs there are days and years and months i could say where you're doing really well like in cricket they say you're in form and and sometimes you fall out of form and 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 it's it's very important that you have a solid backing 
um, like I always say, it's not about how many times you fall down. It's about how quickly you get up every time that, that you fall down. And if you have a very solid foundation and your foundation includes your basics, your fundamentals, the people, people in your team, the people you fall back on and they help you come up faster. And, and I would say that there were very, very few people in India at that time who, uh, who took, took up uh, coaching um, knowledge was very limited. I mean, if you, if you look at it today, there are, there are people in India, there are, there are people like me who've, who've taken the plunge into coaching and we've, we've obviously, you know, spent time, money, um, time, energy and everything into gaining the knowledge of, you know, the biomechanics of why things happen, why the human body does this, why that ball's gone right or left to understanding um, radar analysis of, of the club and the ball and Europe. I mean, that's, uh, today, uh, you know, the facilities available in India in, in, in a few cities are as good as anything in the world. So if you're, if you're a kid today who's got the drive and the passion to say, I'm going to put in all my effort to become the best player that I can become, you've got the guidance. You've got the guidance in terms of people, knowledge, technology, facility. You've got the guidance available, which is why you'll see that some of our players are really, really doing well on the European tour and, and, the, and the PGA tour, which was unheard of 25 years ago, which is unheard of, you know, and that's how uh, players are getting better and better. But um, the fact is that, I mean, earlier, I would say that mostly people who became something, became something out of their sheer grit, passion and, and perseverance of, of their goal. Um, the system didn't help them become what they became. Today, the system is far better. You know, there's, there's certification of coaches, uh, which basically means that if you're a certified coach, your knowledge is far better and the lesson that you deliver or the time that you take to sort out a problem for a student is one-tenth. You know, I mean, earlier it was a shot in the dark, lagya to lagya, and you know, okay, you've, you've sorted out the problem for your student, but today science tells you exactly what's happening and science tells you exactly what's to be done to correct that. So my advice to anybody, I mean, and this is, um, this is in sport, any sport, golf or any other sport, or, or this is also in life, is that if you, if you have somebody who has been through the journey or if you have somebody who's really, really knowledgeable as in, in, and, in an, and an expert in that, in that field, um, they sh you should really fall back upon those them uh, to help you because what you can learn uh, from them and their experience will take you years to learn on your own. I mean, experience can't be bought or experience can't happen without you going through it physically. And I mean, one of the best examples I can give you is look at what, uh, you know, Rahul Dravid is doing in, in cricket uh, for India. He's, I mean, India is today probably in a position where India can have maybe three teams one go to England, one go to Sri Lanka, one go to Australia, and yet have all three teams competing and maybe winning all three series. You know, so that's the depth of players that are available in India, and a, and a lot of the credit goes to, you know, maybe the BCCI as well as player, people like Rahul Dravid who decided to say that, look, here I am. I've been a player. I've experienced what it takes to succeed at the top in my field, and now I'm, I'm happy to share my experiences with. Up and coming, up and coming players, youngsters who can get—I mean—they become richer with my experience, and you know they can. The journey that I did in ten years, maybe I can help them do it in two or three years. You know, so um, and I would always advise youngsters to find 
people like that in their respective fields you know at work in business in um, or in sport that you're into find people like that and then you know take their advice and implement it it just makes the journey easier absolutely anitya a coach certainly makes you reach your goals faster quicker and in a more in a more effective manner anitya since you've been speaking so much about sports you know clearly uh, sports is something where there's a lot to learn from as far as career is concerned i mean management schools uh, take a lot from what sports team can share with you in terms of team management yeah. so in your experience as a golfer what are the learnings that you've had as a sports person which you can implement uh, to make you a successful businessman a successful entrepreneur what are the parallels that you can draw and why do you feel if somebody has gone through the journey of sports in his life he can be a better entrepreneur a better businessman what are those skills that you can draw from you know i mean i think you you nailed it i i think there's a huge correlation between sports and uh, entrepreneurship and i totally agree that if somebody is you know sports is survival at its fittest i mean to the t <laughs> the fact is that you know you don't perform in sports you're out as simple as that it gives you no guarantee you may train as hard as you can there is no guarantee to say that you know you're going to perform well and you're going to take a paycheck at the end of the month i mean if i had a job it was much easier because i would show up to work in the morning i'd spend my spend my day at work and i'd go back home and you know i'd take a paycheck home but that's not the same when it comes to sport because you can you can practice you can prepare you can train but that still does not give you a guarantee to take a paycheck home so it's it's survival of the fittest in its truest form you know and it tests you sports tests you uh, you know physically mentally emotionally it tests you uh, it will throw challenges at you which are stronger than anything else can show uh, can throw at you but it will test you and if you're not up to the challenge you know it will kill you uh, and and it will show you on your face that this is your weakness this is this is your weakness and and your opposition or or the other competitors have exploited the weakness so I mean, there's no way to run there's no way to hide you can't hide behind anything in sport and uh, and that's why it it just exposes you and somebody who can succeed at sport given the odds that are always against you in sport um i think that person will always uh, have a higher probability of succeeding at anything else they do whether, whether it's a business or an entrepreneurship or anything that they do because they already are that tough uh, you know in all aspects of the game because they have succeeded at sport and and it's not easy to do that because they are if to succeed at sport the first thing you need is you need to be a champion at managing your time i mean that's a huge virtue when it comes down to becoming an entrepreneur um you know to succeed at sport you need to make sure that you you hide your weaknesses and you play with your strengths again i mean these are these are skills that are not specific to golf or any sport these are skills that are specific that that will help you to these are life skills and they will help you in every stage uh, in life uh, i think sports teaches you to say think about your process make your process as good as it can be because the better your process the better your quality of process the more the probability the higher the probability of you achieving your goal or achieving your result um, i think in life and in many ventures we we just get to connected to the result which which we need to understand that is that we are not we don't directly control the result we control what is what we can control and that's basically the process and if we make our process really really strong and we continue to keep um you know 
investing in the process um the result will sooner or later keep keep coming and and that's a relationship that sports teaches you in its very raw and bare form because you start thinking um you know i'm batting at 92 and i can get to 100 uh, i keep talking about cricket because i actually come from a cricket background and <laughs> i i took golf up by uh, just as a chance i always wanted to be a cricketer and you know if you want to if you are at 92 and you want to and you're thinking okay i got to i'm going to make 100 you're just getting too far ahead of yourself what you need to think of is i'm going to play every ball to its merit if it's good ball i'm going to show respect and and not try and hit it if it's a bad ball i'll try and hit it but i'll try and hit it on the on the ground and keep accumulating ones twos fours whatever comes my way and that's the 100 takes care of itself if if that's the process that 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 you're doing so you know it's a sports is a very process oriented thing and process a very um sports is a very preparation oriented thing and 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 a lot of times i tell i tell my students to say that if your process and your preparation is good your there's no guarantee that you'll succeed but the probability of you succeeding at what you're trying to do is the highest but if there is if there is something in your process or your preparation uh which is not up to the mark when you go out to perform when you go play a tournament it will show you in the face that your process was your preparation was not good enough that's that's a guarantee because if your process if there's something missing in your preparation it will stare you in the face and 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 you know you when you come back and you and you take a feedback from from your performance from your tournament or your match you know you if you be honest to yourself you will see that okay this is one area i did not prepare well and that's what came uh, did not perform very well for me in when it when the crunch time was there so you know those are things that i think are um they are transferred from one um, element to the other with you know from any sort of a sport to anything else that you take on a project that you take on i mean in 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 the corporate world if you have a presentation to make let's say to a board if you want to if you want that presentation to be a success you better prepare very well for for that presentation and your chances of how well that presentation goes and how well you you answer various questions that might come to you from the board members the the chances of that going well are far higher if you're well prepared if you're not well prepared somebody might ask you a question and you might have no answer to it so once again it comes down to it comes down to preparation you know and and those are parallels that 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 we can draw everywhere anitya so many takeaways i mean you started by saying that uh, entrepreneurship is like playing sport because at the end of the day if you are not performing continuously you don't exist whereas yeah. in a job you are getting your paycheck whether you are performing every single day or not so i loved that parallel that you have to constantly perform the second thing that you said a sports person has gone through so much so much of hard work so many challenges that if he's a successful sports person he's got all the traits in built in him already to be a success in life whether he's an yes. entrepreneur or otherwise because he's gone through that entire grind of picking himself up after falling down with every challenge i love that and the third yep. thing that you uh, focused on is to ensure that you're focusing on processes and preparation and the outcome will eventually be better and not to focus on the outcome 
this last point anitya has really hit home for me because you know when i ask entrepreneurs when i'm teaching entrepreneurs and i'm asking them that what is your goal for the year the only goal i get is the revenue target i want to make these many crores now that is actually the outcome none of them have created the goals for the processes none of them have created goals for the preparation yeah. and so what you said resonates with me because this is exactly what i also try to teach that what the outcome is if that's the focus that you're not focusing on what you're supposed to do and you your entire conversation and learning about sports is that focus on how you are preparing yourself focus on how you are uh, you know kind of putting processes in place to ultimately reach a higher probability of the outcome that you're looking for yeah, so, absolutely absolutely you nailed it yeah. you you nailed nailed it kamal it's 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 basically in one line you're as good as what your process is absolutely yeah that's 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 so much to take away anitya seriously anitya you mentioned while you were talking about your entrepreneurial journey that your current business partner was was and is one of your closest friends and also your families are deep friends and it was a big decision to take whether you all should get into partnership in business and i must declare that i tried business with my husband and failed miserably because we didn't see eye to eye we were stepping on each other's shoes our approaches to business was so <laughs> different we said that we'd rather not go in for a divorce let's have a <laughs> <laughs> let's have a happy married life and run yeah. separate businesses so yeah. this is something i'd like to learn from you that you know you've been a partner with your best friend for the past more than 15 years 17 18 years now and he's uh, still yeah he still is your best friend and he still yeah. is your partner so what is it that you put in place and what is it that you all are doing continuously to ensure that there is no conflict either in personal life or in your business life what are the processes again i get back to your term what are the preparations that you put in place what are, what are the rules that you all follow well uh, firstly i think karan's been my best friend for 30 years uh and uh, 17 of those years we worked together so uh, that's a long journey and uh, and i think yes you know i mean obviously when we took the step we wanted to uh, this was definitely a, a thought that came to say what if uh, you know things don't work out and what if uh, you know there are misunderstandings or whatever but i think uh, i mean if i can't nail any one thing to say this is why we've had a successful partnership but i think a few things if i can if i can put down the first thing is is trust it's just implicit trust you know um whether it's a decision to be taken uh, you know if uh, most decisions we just consult each other and it it just me it just be uh, a very small one or two sentences that we say to one another or um even if one of us takes a decision it's just we know that the other person will back you uh, more than 100% whether that decision turns out to be right or not we don't know i mean when you take a decision only time will tell you whether it was the right decision a right move or not a right move and and um i think that trust factor is just huge you know amongst uh, uh amongst the both of us and and um you know we have each others backing to say you know go ahead and and do this and and you know Uh, whatever step you take whatever decision you take we'll follow both of us will follow and obviously the entire team will follow that uh, in 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 time to come um so that's one factor that that the decision factor is there the the other other thing is that uh, you know uh, we share 
you know we share as much information as possible and uh, you know we just try and keep keep each keep each other updated with whatever's happening to us as as as, as higher degree as possible because we've got various various things happening on various verticals so uh, communication is hugely hugely important to make sure that you know if, if the other guy is in is in loop with okay this happened with this so and and that's more important than us because what we try and do is we, we try and um we try and divide our roles to say okay um depending on his expertise and my expertise we we try and divide a few accounts and a few clients to him and a few accounts and a few clients to me so that obviously um you know time management is better um the relationship with the client or the golf uh, golf event or, or or a person becomes better if they're dealing with one person it becomes a stronger you can cultivate it better um so and and then obviously because whatever's happening in his side of the business and whatever's happening in my side of the business it it needs to be uh it needs to be updated to one another so i think communication is is a huge tool o- over there as well uh and whether it's a whether it's a simple you know face to face when we are in office just to tell them okay 5 minutes just to update you what happened or it's a simple little forwarding of an email to say just to let the other person know that this is what is happening with with under this project or it's a simple whatsapp you know communication is huge and then then i think the other other part is that i think since 19, 1991 92 92 our families you know and now our kids are also you know really good and we, uh, good friends and we've We, we we you know we we have an annual holiday together and uh, you know so i think everything kind of just adds into uh, into the overall picture uh, you know and and um, i mean his success is my success and my success is his success as simple as that and there's no there is absolutely yeah i think we can add this is absolutely no insecurity ever to say okay uh, what is that guy doing where is he going and what am i what am i doing i think there's no insecurity between us at all because we we do know that whatever we do the overall goal uh, you know is is the is that the the team and the company does better it's like you know we were given an example to say that if if a football match is going on the guys in green the 11 guys on the field in green all they care about is how can we go one goal up two goals up three goals up four goals five goals up they none of them actually cares about who scores that goal and and that's you know uh, if the striker uh, is the one who's going to score three goals and claim a hat trick in that match and because of that he gets multi million dollar contracts or whatever so be it but the fact is that that the it's the team's victory the team the only thing the team cares about is like if the indian cricket team is playing if if sachin tendulkar makes a 100 makes a 100 or or rahul dravid makes a 100 it does not matter what matters is did you win the match absolutely and the, and and that victory is the victory for each and every person of that match you know of the, of that team including the support staff and everybody who's uh, who's part of that thing so i think it's very much like that it doesn't matter who amongst us um is um is at what is at whatever stage of of any any business but it's as long as and and whatever the decision is being taken as long as we we both have the faith to say that anything that will be said and done is for the betterment of the overall uh, business for us you know and that i think that faith that trust is is just uh, um is just the bottom line so the 
the things that you all have focused on, one which has come naturally and you all have built on it is the trust factor where, where you feel that even if decisions have gone wrong, it doesn't matter because both of you all know that the intent was for the good of the company. Absolutely. The second thing that you said is that you all have a very, very high level of communication. So uh, whatever happens in each of your areas of work in any vertical that one is aware of, you all will make the other person aware of it, whether it's through a quick conversation or a WhatsApp conversation. The yeah. third is the fact that your families get along so well and you all have planned holiday outings. That deepens the bond that you all have amongst yeah. yourselves as a family. Yeah. And finally, what you said is that at the end of the day, you don't care whether it's your victory or his victory or somebody else's victory. What everybody focuses on is the victory of the business. Oh, absolutely. And, and I mean, I can tell you that we've had, both of us have, and certainly me, I <laughs> uh, speak for myself, I've taken some lousy decisions, some really bad decisions, uh, you know, over the years. And, and every time it's been, okay, fine. You know, you've taken the decision. That means we've taken this decision, but we'll, we'll face the consequences. It's okay. Let the consequences come. We'll face it. I mean, I think the big picture is very clear to us. So within the big picture, if there are small mistakes here and there, and, and you know, I mean, you're not always going to make the right decision. That's a fact in life. That's a fact in everybody's life. You, no matter who you are, you're not always, all your decisions are never going to be the right decisions. You're always going to make the wrong decisions and hopefully you learn from the bad, wrong decisions. But the big picture has never changed for us. Anitya, uh, your business has probably been one of those industries that have been hit very badly by the pandemic. I mean, like travel and tourism, like entertainment, sports is an industry which has been hit very badly. I know for a fact because my son used to go uh, for football coaching and we've stopped that completely. And I'm quite sure you all have also seen this face the same, especially after the second wave. Um, very few people are, uh, you know, feeling comfortable enough to go outside and interact. How have you all survived the pandemic? I mean, what decisions have you all taken? What have you all done to yourselves? And how are you all holding yourselves together as a business? Um, yeah, I think, you know, none of us ever thought that uh, in our lifetimes, we'd see a year like 2020 and now 2021. And, you know, hopefully we've all got our fingers crossed. Hopefully, uh, you know, the end of this pandemic is, is near and hopefully we can, uh, you know, resume uh, our lifestyle the way it was pre-pandemic days, uh, you know, and I think I think most businesses. Uh, I, I haven't heard of a single business who's not been affected uh, by this. Some more, some small, uh, some less. Um, yeah, I guess it's it's affected us as well. And uh, like uh, you know, what what we look at is uh, we always look at the long term uh, plan. We always look at uh, three year, five year, seven year horizons, and um, we do know that uh, you know last year we had. I think it was a 72 day lockdown that we had. Uh, and then we gradually opened up uh, after that. And, and we do know that the months immediately after opening up to about February, March this year, I know the entire team came back and they wanted to work extremely hard and they did, uh, you know, and, uh, and the, th the thing is, you've got to look at, you've got to look at what thro life throws at you. And we always believe in the 90, 10 rule is that, you know, it's not about what life throws at you. It's about how you react. I mean, 10% of who you are depends on what life throws at you. 90% is how you react to it. You know, so we, um, we, we spoke to our team and we said that, look, we don't control, you know, when the reopening is going to happen or when the lockdown is going to happen. We don't control that, you know, so we can, 
we have to be patient. We, 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 we are at home, even the second lockdown. And we kept working to say that, look, these are the days you're home. Uh, you don't have to, you can't go physically to work because there's a lockdown. Why don't you invest in yourself by, you know, uh, upgrading your knowledge, doing some online courses. And, you know, uh, I shared a lot of things with my, um, with my team. Uh, a lot of them upgraded their, uh, their teaching base, uh, their teaching abilities. Uh, a lot, we invested in a couple of uh, event managing things that, that have helped us now. Um, but we said that, look, when the opportunity comes, when um, the law or the government allows us to go back to work, you know, we have to be ready to run. We can't then say that, okay, we are now coming back to work and we'll slowly, gradually get back on our feet. No. The day, if the day we are allowed to open, T minus 10 days, you've got to start getting ready to say, we are, we are ready on day one. And on day one, we've got to operate on 120% capacity as compared to what we were operating. So looking at that, if you get six months or eight months to operate at 120, 125% capacity of, of you, you've got to push yourself. You've got to do like 10, 11, 12 hour days. You know, so if you can do that, then, you know, slowly, 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 you'll, you'll probably, you know, uh, get back to uh, the year can be, year won't look as bad as what the pandemic's making it uh, look like. So, uh, you know, those are the kind of things that we spoke to our team about. And, and um, it was a fantastic effort. The entire team, team put, it, put up a great show. And then obviously the second wave came and, you know, we were back to the same, same thing. And, and we pretty much did the same. We did some upgradation work for all our, for all our team members and, and we signed them up for some courses and all. And once again, we said that, look, hopefully we'll open soon. And I think this time it was probably 40 days, 45 days, somewhere there that the lockdown was there. So again, as soon as we got back permission, we said, we've got to be ready and we've got to take every opportunity that, that comes our way. Uh, and, you know, I always say that uh, I tell my students to say champions do two things very well. Champions, take the opportunity when it is presented to them and champions adapt. No matter what life throws at you, you have to adapt. You know, the difference between you and the other person will be how well you adapt to whatever challenge life throws at you. And then the pandemic is a challenge. It's coming to you. What are you going to, are you going to sit back home and say, Oh, I've lost so many days of work and this and that or whatever. Or are you going to say, no, everybody's lost that much of that many days, but here it is. I'm being given the opportunity to go back and work. How quickly can I get back on my feet and how quickly can I start running again and maybe run faster than what I used to run earlier? And, and, and that's what defines you. So I think as people and as, as a team, we, um, I think what defines us is we, we, we probably never accept anything uh, that life throws at us, which is not positive. We won't accept that. And we will strive and work hard and struggle to, to make sure that we convert every negative to a positive, uh, as much as our ability allows us to. I mean, we control what our actions are and our actions must always be, uh, you know, towards converting every adversity into, into a positive thing. I really loved this 90-10 rule where you said that for any situation, 10% is what gets thrown at you and 90% is how you respond to it. I think that's a fantastic rule uh, and I can make it a quotable quote also uh, to go with. And I love your definition of a champion where you said a champion is somebody who grabs opportunities that comes by his or her way. And secondly, yeah. a champion is somebody who can adapt 
to the situation no matter what and that's what defines a champion and that's what differentiates a normal person from a champion person beautiful anitya uh, before we end uh, it was so interesting to listen to you but do you have a single piece of advice as a sports person then turned into an entrepreneur who's doing so well and so successful built having built such a beautiful brand do you have a piece of advice that you'd like to share with other entrepreneurs something that you have learned which you think will help other entrepreneurs as well yeah i think uh, i'll i'll share an advice and i'll give you an example what i share with my 8 year old son and uh, i think it works with everybody and i keep telling him that look um, everything that you want to do and or every aspect that you want to be good at treat it like a piggy bank so if studies is one thing you want to do do well at there's your study piggy bank if fitness is what you want to do well at there's your fitness piggy bank if it's your business that you want to do well at it's your business piggy bank and then on a daily basis put a little contribution into that piggy bank which means that if i want to be good at studies i want to make sure that every day i do a little bit of study and if i want to be good at fitness i want to make sure that every day i want to make some, do some exercises and and you know that so something goes into that piggy bank let there be no day where nothing goes into my piggy bank and if you keep doing this for a sustained period of time it's one day you look at your piggy bank and your piggy bank will look back at you and smile and say you're rich not in terms of money but you're rich in terms of the aspect of life that you chose to invest into your piggy bank you know so it, it, you know rome wasn't built in a day sachin tendulkar did not become sachin tendulkar in one day you have to work at it day in day out day in day out and over a period of time you'll realize that you are at the top or near the top of the pyramid of that so called chosen line and i think there are no shortcuts there are absolutely no shortcuts you have to keep at it you have to keep investing in what you want to do um, and only then will you see some tangible results so that's what i would advise for anything and everything that somebody wants to get good at how wonderful the piggy bank approach where you put in the coin of progress every single day and the point is that the coin of progress needs to be put in every single day consistently and over a long period of time suddenly you wake up one morning and you see that the piggy bank is full what a beautiful opportunity on that note let's i would like to end this chat i know there's i can have another chat session with you there's so much to learn from a sports person thank you so much once again for accepting my invite and sharing so much about your sports experience and how you've approached your business uh, through the skills that you've picked up as a sports person thank you so much kamalini thank you very much for having me over it's been absolute pressure bye bye if you would like to be a successful entrepreneur then i would like to invite you to join my community contact me through my website under the name of kamalini roy that is k a m a l i n i r o y .com kamalini roy i will repeat that for you k a m a l i n i r o y .com you can also choose to continue learning for free through all the valuable content i put out in my youtube channel under my name kamalini roy if you have enjoyed my podcast please do put out a review on apple podcast 
I look forward to personally reading your comments and reviews. I would also like to invite you to share your questions and challenges with me so that I can address them and help you with solutions through my podcast and YouTube channel. Thank you for listening to Successful Entrepreneurs Podcast by Kamalini Roy. Just hit that subscribe button and see you at my next episode.